This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Aloha my kako, welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with this question, private school or public school, no matter, we ask, what school you went? By the way, somebody once said on our social media platforms, and it's only one question private school folks ask, mm. but that's not true. Yeah. I'm Ron Mizutani, today we're talking about what some say is Hawaii's most haunted house. Now, I know a lot of folks are going to say that's not true, but... There are others who say the Kasha of Kaimuki mm. is the real deal. We welcome back Lopaka Kapunui. Lopaka grew up around old Hawaiian legends, ghost stories from his families. Uh, many, many years of telling stories and, and mentored by uh, the great uh, Glenn Grant. And, and today he is still one of Hawaii's best ghost storytellers. He leads his ghost uh, walking or walking ghost tours. Well, you say you don't want to say tours anymore. These are experiences. Absolutely. Yeah, mysteries of Hawaii on Oahu. Welcome back to the program. I want to uh, I want to start off by extending my mahalo to those <clears throat> who are seen and unseen in this space, and I want to mahalo them for allowing us to be here and to share uh, these mo'olelo that we're about to exchange, and also to let these these kupuna of this place know that we are here with with aloha and good intentions and respect, and that it's important for us to acknowledge their mo'olelo mm-hmm. and their presence. And so, mahalo nui a o pakai, no ko'uko hiki ana mai ane'i, hiki a mako ke kuka kuka, hiki a mako ke hana kamea loko mai ka'i, kama na o oya i o, i ke ala mai ki amuaku. Mahalo. Mahalo nui. Mahalo nui for that and mahalo. I, I I understand why you did that and um, kuka kuka. You know, we just yeah. we're talking story, but we're doing so respectfully. Uh, last time you were here, <clears throat> you know, I, I you and I were talking about the top five haunted schools, and something was with us, <laughs> and uh, maybe we didn't mahalo them appropriately. Ekalamai um, as well that we didn't do that. So thank you for that. Mahalo. Thank you for that. Um, almost permission. I don't want to go home later tonight. And Roger that. My mom show, <laughs> you know, my mom shows up and pulls my ear. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I totally respect that. By the way, what school you went? <clears throat> By the way, yeah, what school you went? And, and you went what school? Waipahu. <laughs> so that's public school. Public school. Yes. <laughs> Some guy went and go comment on social media. Ah, who cares? It's only what private school folks ask. Not the case. Yeah. It's it's what we do. Well, that's why on my my experiences, my tours, I ask people, you know, what do you do? Where do you come from? What's your job? And somebody in the group, hey, I worked at that place. Yeah. You know, I lived there. I, oh, how come I never ran into you? Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, we're creating commonality, you know, yeah. and that's why we ask that question. Let's go you in. Yeah. It's an icebreaker, but it's also a, a way to connect right away. So let's go to Kaimuki. Ooh. Okay. And we talked about this off, <laughs> off camera, if you will, off, <laughs> off audio. But there are, so, there are folks who say, no, nah, it's not Kaimuki. It's Kaimuki, mm. the center, the imu of, of the key. <laughs> Let's put that one to uh, with respectfully address that kaimuki or kaimuki. You know, it's the latter. But for me, in order to prevent dissension, yeah. whatever works for you. Whatever works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, Maeva, as they say, <laughs> David Maeva. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Um, 
Let's 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 talk about Kamuki though. Absolutely terrifying history. Hmm. Uh, located uh, some say on the corner of the Eighth and Harding, uh, a foundation of lava rock, known to many as the most haunted places on the island. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, documented in you know a couple of newspaper articles. In fact, you know, and perpetuated by Glenn Grant on his radio show to the point where somebody who lived in that location called him and said, if you don't stop telling that story, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it got pretty intense. The house there. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not disrespecting homeowner in any way, but it looks normal. Yeah. In fact, it's a monster house now. Yeah. And Ethan Harding is the house where I think in the forties, a uh, family was having dinner. Um, Robber broke in and, you know, took the lives of all the people in the house. But the actual house is on 2nd and Harding, which used to be the hoarder's house uh, at that location, down that lane. And that house, according to a police officer who was uh, one of the early, on one of the earlier bus tours when Glenn was still around, was, was in that group. And he said, you know the story about the two officers having to rescue the girl you know, and some invisible force is fighting them and they have to pull over at the old uh, Oasis Inn and, mm-hmm. you know, the one officer gets physically assaulted. I said, yes. The, the guy said, that was me. And he said, they kind of watered down the story about, you know, something grabbing me by, by the arm. He said, it actually grabbed him like this, lifted him off his chair and pinned him the inside of the roof of the, the squad car and then let him go. So he, he said a couple of things that, that, that triggered memories. First mm-hmm. Oasis. Yeah. A great bar, by the way, <laughs> back in the day. Today is a storage facility, storage, yeah. I believe. Yeah, boy, if those walls could talk. Mm. Uh, but then at, at that location of, of Second and Harding, that that home that folks maybe in Kamuki are very familiar with, was was the home of a, of a hoarder. Yeah. Uh, and it was very publicized because it, it was it was an eyesore, but it was also very dangerous. Yeah. And they finally were able to clear it. And in fact, that day, uh, myself and another photographer, uh, were there to experience that and watch it go down. Um, and even those guys who was retrieving all, what would, some would say opala, some would say rubbish. They were all like, this is not cool. You yeah. know, something's not right here, not Pono. Um, but they still did their thing. Um, the kasha, when they say it's the kasha, it resides in the house? or And, and the kasha is a man-eating ghost, right, from a Japanese culture. Correct me if I'm wrong. The kasha, what is the yeah. kasha? The kasha is uh, what they call a kind of obake neko. It's like a uh, an obake cat. Mm-hmm. And obake ghost in Japan, yeah, Japanese. Well, yeah. there's yeah. many variants, obake, yurei, yokai. But <clears throat> in its incarnation as, as what they call the fire cart, this cat-like creature, it feeds on dead corpses. You know, so that's the, the function of the kasha. What happened was my boss wrote a story in, in one of his books about a, a black mist figure that would appear and tear people to, you know, to shreds, which was called the Kasha. And so even Glenn Grant wrote that it was kind of fictionalized to adjust to the story of, of McDougal, you know, and his encounter. And in the story, he's assaulted twice by this Kasha. And so for some reason, people have taken that, that fictional account of the Kasha, the Black Mist, to be the actual one that, you know, assaulted that, that family in Kaimuki. So if you, you you read the newspaper article, it it never addresses any kasha, and it never says anything about uh, you know anyone being torn 
limb from limb. And so it's, it's funny how uh, the fictional incarnation of the Kasha has taken place of the actual case mm-hmm. and has been perpetuated. Uh, what Glenn did point out is <clears throat> a story about a, a Samoan man and his mother was living with him in that house. And I assume it's the same, the old quarter's house. And that when the mom was alive, she, she told her son, you know, you're dating this, this Palangi, this Haole woman. She said, you, you better not marry her because I don't want grandchildren that are afakasi. I don't want half-caste grandchildren. And the woman passed away. And so supposedly, Glenn, Glenn said, in Samoan style, the son buried his mom in the backyard. And Glenn said, the actual headstone is behind that house. And so Glenn said it was the mom's poltergeist that came and started physically assaulting the, the kids, slapping them around and everything. So when the police drove up and saw this, you know, this poltergeist of this, this woman's anger would not let them in, you know, until finally it, it let him in and take the kids away and, you know, everybody survived physically. That was documented. Yeah. 1942. I totally, I totally remember the article. And, yeah. and the police could only sit and watch, or not sit, but they, they, they felt helpless at the yeah. time. Watching well, this here's the thing. In both articles, 1942 and the one in the, sem- uh, the 70s, the address is never given. Right. There is no address. And so it's only been said that it's second and Harding, but Glenn said he thinks the actual house might have been where the freeway is now when they started to make way for the freeway. A cat-like demon. Pasha. Pasha. <laughs> um, you take your experiences in that area? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> we don't I mean, actually. You know, why would you? Do, uh, seriously. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And, and, we don't actually, um, st- well, we don't do bus tours anymore because right. of COVID, but we don't actually stop the bus and get off. We kind of like slowly drive by it. And one time we were driving by going down second Avenue, heading to Harding. And this woman goes, Oh my God, it better not be my house. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I live on this street. <laughs> Turns out she, this woman lived right next to the hoarder's house. You know, and she said, oh, my God. She goes, that makes so much sense. And, like, the, the junk cleaners went to clean it out. She said, you always get this, this feeling anytime you, you step on the property. You know, and um, the guys, the, the, the junk cleaners, like you said, afterwards, they, they have to go take shower a couple times, have to go jump in the ocean. You know, it's just, just this feeling that mm-hmm. something's, like, on top of you. It's so strange. I mean, Lopaka, that you and I are sitting here talking about this. Hmm. Because again, I was there that day. They 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 finally were able. You know, we documented it mm. as uh, this this huge effort because the community was so concerned yeah. uh, about uh, not just the, again being an eyesore, but a really of uh, you know kids going through there and and rummaging through all of the the things that were in there. But the following day, true story, we went back to videotape this home that once was such an eyesore in Kaimuki, mm-hmm. and. Even then, and we documented that as a, as a follow-up story, if you will. <clears throat> and even then, as I stood there doing my stand-up, what we call stand-up on, on camera, and you know, it was a totally different home, I felt this presence, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sensitive to it. I, I'm very keen on, on locations and, and when things <laughs> latch on. <laughs> I've been told, hey, they're latching on you for mm-hmm. a reason. But even that part, I was like, Ugh, we got to get out of here. And this is not one story. Yeah, we just let's just get out of here, get the image. So we didn't do a story that night. We only showed the video of mm-hmm. hey, this is what it looks like today, and that was it. I just felt like I I didn't belong there to wow. document it any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I, I I yeah, go ahead. I want to I want to ask you. So so why do you, there's a reason why you don't stop? Yeah, you just 
kind of cruise by you? Is it respect? It's fear. fear. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you tell me. <laughs> Not so that explains all my hardships <laughs> after that story. No, no, I cannot blame. I cannot blame that or COVID for my weight gain. But um, seriously, you you slow down for for concern. Concern, and you know, I never let anybody off. We never let anybody off the bus to go. You know, look around, and it's because of you know what what's there, the presence that still lingers, and in the off chance that there's somebody in the group that night who is the type of person that's sensitive where things latch onto them. Mm-hmm. That's not the chance I want to take. Yeah, you know, because in in that capacity, I'm always more concerned about phys- people's physical and spiritual safety. You know, that's that's primary. That's what's important first mm-hmm. before anything else. This kuleana, right? This responsibility for what you do. Yeah, I mean, like you did this, this when we first started. Yeah, you felt the the need to to mahalo, and and before we started to talk story. Um, and make sure that they understand we, we mean no disrespect. Yep. Same with the kasha. Whether you're Hawaiian, Japanese, uh, J- Chinese, whatever you believe in, you, you have to just respect yep. right? and ask for permission. Um, some would say, though, Morgan's Corner is the most haunted house area uh, in, in, in on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Others on Kauai would say whatever they have as their their experience. Kaimuki, though, is, is in your eyes one of the more haunted yeah, Holmes, probably one of the more more active. Uh, there is a hundred year old house on Harding, uh, that intersection by the the fire station. A little h- higher up, by uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I want to say like Twelfth Ave, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Twelfth Ave, yeah, that uh, by that intersection. Yeah, hundred year old house. Um, the guy who had this kahuna that I know who told me this story. Had him come to the house, needed it blessed because, you know, they're going to start renovating because it's starting to fall apart. And the owner of the house took the kahuna to this corner of the living room and moved this, this end table and this, this rug, like literally right in the corner. And the kahuna said, in the wood are ingrained, I guess, year, uh, wear and tear, two footprints, like human footprints in the woodwork. And so Kahuna said, oh, wow, and just right away started doing the blessing and everything, even before he let the guy explain, because the guy was starting to explain. The Kahuna went like this, held his hand out to him and said, no, don't talk. Don't say anything. He, he did his blessing, and then he, he told the guy, okay, so, so what now? And the guy said, well, what do you feel? He said, grief, terror, heartbreak. He said, you know, I'm ready to break down and cry right now. Mm-hmm. The owner said, when he came into the house, uh, the person who came to look through the house with him told him, when they looked at the feet print, that there was a boy who grew up in the house who had an abusive father. And nobody knows why the father was abusive or what the boy did to deserve the abuse, but but that when the father would abuse him physically, it was so painful that the boy wanted to just curl up, you know, into a ball to get the father to stop hitting him. But the father would, would tell him, if you fall to the feet, if you fall on the ground, curl yourself up, you're going to get it worse, so you better not move from this spot. Mm. And so in order not to get any more beatings, the boy had to stand there literally and take it. And so the guy told the kahuna, and the condition of the feet print, it's almost sunken into this part of the wooden floor, tells you how long this abuse went on. 
And so he said, everything else in this house is perfect. It's just this corner. No matter what I put here, there's always this dark shadow. Even with all the lights on, the shadow is still there. And so after the kahuna did this, the kahuna said, now you understand, you know, the responsibility is mine because now this boy is latched onto me. Now I have to go take him to Pikai, you know, to free him and tell him what happened to him was, was not his fault. You know, your dad was a jerk. Heartbreaking story, but every time I drive past that house, I always say a prayer, you know, for that boy. And it's nondescript house. You couldn't even tell it was 100 years old. Mm-hmm. But trauma embedded, embeds itself psychically like a thumbprint, you know, into the house, into the woodwork, into the bedroom. And so it takes someone sensitive like yourself or me to walk through that space and receive that the signal mm-hmm. from that thumbprint to play itself back to you and say, Ron, this is what happened. If you can call somebody, you know, mm-hmm. I would like to leave this place. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I, I um, <clears throat> totally understand. And, and if anybody out there who feels that feeling un- totally understands what you're saying, yeah. uh, my friend, Greg, uh, I'll say his last name. I think he'll be okay with it. My friend, Greg Harita, he's the same. He, he feels that. And he knows uh, the responsibility that comes with that, right? So <clears throat> it, it, it's not anything that's scary, but it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Because people, some people say, ah, you're making this up. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. You can see. So the kasha of Kaimuki, <laughs> we, 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 will, we will gently walk away from that. Uh, it, by the way, if you're driving down Harding, yeah. just drive by. Just keep driving. <laughs> don't slow down and oh. don't get out of the car. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, woo, Lopaka, you always you always make <laughs> us uh, think about old Hawaiian uh, legends, ghost stories, but more importantly, it's it's about respecting um, what you do. And 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 again, with your experiences tours, mm-hmm. there's tremendous kuleana, there's tremendous responsibility in making sure you're not exploiting. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, you know, making, making folks feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time taking care of them. Um, and, and like you did with us this afternoon or this, this, and this, before we started, you mahaloed everybody who may be in this area. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) Thank you. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Grant was your mentor and he taught you a lot too about that kuleana. Um, one of the things he said that was, was absolute, and he was very adamant about this, <laughs> he said, you as a Hawaiian, you have to have your information correct, and you have to pronounce your words correctly. He said, you can't make a mistake. He said, I'm a haole. You know, I make mistakes with any Hawaiian thing. They're, you know, I'm forgiving, forgiven because I'm haole. He said, but if you as a Hawaiian, if you, if you err in any way, shape, or form, you know, your own people are going to crucify you. <laughs> He said, and your ancestors. So he said, you cannot afford to make mistakes. And so he would crack the whip. You know, he would let me have it. He would pull me aside and tell me, what the hell? Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't read that portion. Go back and read it. Don't do that again. (laughs) Yep. Again, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, as as my uh, old Kumu would say at Kamehameha School, Sarah Quick would say, gentlemen, it's Maui, not Maui. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Maui. Uh, it was a song contest. Uh, many years of mispronouncing Hawaiian words. All right, hey Lopaka, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for your time. We really appreciate it stopping by. What school you went? 
and um, all the mo'olelo you share with us. And again, thank you for thinking properly. Appreciate that. Mahalo. Right on. All right, next week, another episode. Maybe not so much uh, the heebie-jeebies, but we're going to get uh, maybe something a little bit less, a <laughs> little bit less goosebumps on What School You Went. Until next time, ahui ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.